You know, Dan, I really appreciate that because it was like we had such a great time and I forgot about it as my why for being in business. Now I was fulfilling part of the objective for me being in the business in the first place. Yeah, our business is there to serve our lives, not the other way around. Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Oh, by the way, if you're looking to get more listings and you want a step-by-step approach to be able to do that, I want to invite you to an upcoming five-day listing domination challenge that CPI and I are hosting and you can register to attend for free at www.5daylistingchallenge.com. That's 5daylistingchallenge.com. And it's the number 5, 5daylistingchallenge.com. See you online. You've just come back from a vacation and you're ready to get back to the grind. But how do you get back on track with your real estate goals? Dan Roshan of Consistent and Predictable Income Coaching discusses ways to make that transition easy for you. He also shares the hitting the bull's eye script to set your buyer's expectations before a predictable problem. Learn how you can set expectations with your buyer's predictable problem in this new episode of Consistent and Predictable Income for Real Estate Agents. I just got back from vacation. So basically, I've had close to two weeks of off, and now I'm on and trying to re-engage and touch base, lead gen. This week, I was like, do I really need a planner? I'm wanting to re-engage. I reached out to three of my clients. One, it's the conversation of finding the bullseye and not the price point, but the size. I'm reaching it and there's just so little on the market. I'm reaching out to other agents to see what properties they have coming up. Let me fill in the gaps here. All right. So first of all, Mindy's why What's on her keyboard is to travel with her husband. So, Mindy, you are fulfilling that why? Because I heard you didn't say you were with your husband. Were you with your husband? Oh, absolutely. All right. So you were with your husband. So you're fulfilling your why. So now as you come back and re-engage, right, you're a little bit, you're probably feeling a little bit not like right on the starting blocks to jump out and go, right? So it's almost like you're sort of like easing your way back into it and you're just a little bit tiptoeing in. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to first acknowledge your success in fulfilling your why. I want you to continue to stay present to that as your why. And I want you to go back to work to be able to continue to achieve that. And so what does going back to work look like? It looks like between one to three hours a day of searching for business. That's it. So I want to give you a very 
crystal clear. Here's what you do. Okay, now uh, I'm not giving you how to do it, right? There's many different ways that we can do it. I just want you to have clarity. You just got back from vacation. Now all you have to do is just clock back in tomorrow and begin working again, which would just simply look like going to the office, you know, your home and searching for business one to three hours a day and select how many hours it's going to be and then make sure you hold that within integrity. You know, Dan, I really appreciate that because it was like we had such a great time and I forgot about it as my why for being in business. And so I was having this guilt of, oh, I just like flaked out for a couple of weeks and now I was fulfilling part of the objective for me being in the business in the first place. Yeah. Our business is there to serve our lives, not the other way around. Okay. So you're fulfilling. That is a greater success, Mindy, than if you were jumped on this call today and said, I took seven listings. I would have been happy for that as well. But those seven listings fulfill why you're doing this. All right. Let me, uh, Mindy mentioned a uh, hitting the bullseye, which is a uh, script that I teach. So um, let me share with you what she was referring to for those that aren't familiar. When you're working with a buyer, what we do is we want to bring them through a process of setting their expectations before a predictable problem. Okay. So there's a predictable problem over here. And then there's the expectations, like it's predictable, right? So what are the predictable problems? Number one, a home inspection might go haywire. And then there's emotions within the negotiation at that point. Would you guys say that that's a predictable problem in real estate sales? Okay. Predictable problem that they can't find their home, particularly in today's market. It doesn't exist. Is that a predictable problem? Yes. Okay. Predictable problem. Uh, Five, six days before closing, there's underwriter challenges. The underwriter comes back and they want a colonoscopy. Thorough exam, right? Predictable problem. All right. These are all predictable problems, right? So what we do is we have a series of conversations to have up front before the problems exist. So now we have something to refer back to. So the hitting the bullseye script is before you even start uh, working with your buyers out in the field. And it would go, Carl, thank you so much you know, for taking the time to allow for me to help you. I'm excited. I'm going to be able to help you achieve your goals. And because you've been so great to be able to share with me exactly what you're looking for, I know we're going to hit that bullseye if the home exists. Now, Carl, if the home does not exist, then we're going to have to change one of three things. It's either going to be the price, meaning we'll have to go back to the lender and ask them to maybe bump it up. And Mindy's in San Diego, so it's probably bump them up to $850 rather than $800. Uh, For some others here, it may be up to $350 instead of $325, whatever your market is. So it's either going to be the price or the location. So instead of being like really, really at the heart of San Diego, I don't know it well enough to go further than that. We may have to be at the suburbs of San Diego. We may have to be a little bit further out. Honestly, like in this situation, you know, the script should be the same. But what he's wanting is, is it like a historic neighborhood? Okay. So he wants to be back in this neighborhood that he grew up in, but he wants like a 25, 2,800 square foot house. And these are more 
cottages. He's at a like two million point, which isn't bad. You know, you can get stuff in the neighborhood, but it's they aren't built that large unless you go up to a higher okay. price point, and then there's still only just a few. I'll get back to that. I want to finish sharing the script with others so that they can know what the script is. Okay. So going back to the script. So we'll hit that bullseye. If the bullseye does not exist, we'll have to change either the price or the location or the type of home. And I expand a little bit on the price and the location and the type of home. Maybe instead of a bungalow, maybe we have to buy a condominium or instead of that historical home, we have to buy this. So you had that conversation with them up front. Okay, when you have the conversation with them up front before they're in the field, they're more likely to say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. They're less likely is when you're in the field and you've never had the conversation up front, they're less likely to engage with you in the manner to say, okay, it's going to be more like you're just trying to sell me. Okay, so that's what we don't want to have happen, right? So if you have the conversation before you go out in the field with them, then they're going to say yes. So now we're in the field. Now, $2 million, that's a lot of money. So that's going to probably, you know, I, I know you have a high, high market, but it's still going to probably give you some options. But he's looking for a specific historical home with a specific style and a specific region, right? You still at this point can go back to him and say, Mr. Buyer, so we talked, what should we do now? Which of those three should we change? Should we instead get a different type of home here in the same neighborhood? Or should we look at like maybe a neighborhood that surrounds like right that abuts it? Or maybe we should go to 2.5 million instead of 2 million. What are your thoughts, Mr. Buyer? Okay, so now what you're doing is you're giving him the perceived control of the outcome and you're not pushing in any one of those three things gets you to be able to achieve the goal, which is to get them a home and write an offer that gets accepted. Okay. But that only works if you have the conversation up front and then you come back and now guess what, Mr. Bias, your choice, not mine. It's a predictable problem before it occurs. Hey there. If you are a real estate agent and if you've been an agent for a second or more, you realize that there's sometimes peaks and valleys in your income that at the least make you feel anxious. And if you are looking to get rid of those peaks and valleys and you're seeking to have that consistent and predictable income and to specifically take listings in today's market when it's near impossible to get a buyer under contract, I invite you to a five-day listing domination challenge that I'll be hosting where you'll discover your way not mine, your way to take listings, and you'll be able to understand where to get seller leads who are ready to hire you right now in today's market and know how to get hired more often. I invite you to join us. It's a free five-day listing domination challenge. You can visit www.5daylistingchallenge. That's the number five, www.5daylistingchallenge.com. So go ahead and visit www.5daylistingchallenge and I'll see you online. Bye.